What is up, everybody? This is Logan Hughes, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Get a Job podcast. My next guest is the great Matt Daly, uh, the owner of Mighty Media Solutions. Now, Matt and I have partnered up on multiple projects, just a, a great all-around guy. And not only do we get into some, some marketing tactics, but we talk a little bit more about entrepreneurship and the ups and downs and sort of family and the reasons why we are going and, and doing this sort of thing. So it's a great conversation with someone who is, is very much in the same situation that, that I'm in and really around the same spot uh, and journey through entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship. So uh, Matt Daly is the owner of Mighty Media Solutions. Mighty Media Solutions LLC was started with one goal in mind to make your businesses marketing presence personal. So Matt does a really great job and has a slogan of marketing on the move, right? So when you think about personalization in your social media or even your website and just ongoing content, it's extremely important to be able to become personable, right? So we're finding that out so much more as we proceed uh, for marketing strategies in 2023. So his unique approach to branding includes providing a personalized touch that spotlights your best assets, you and your team. So that's where the marketing on the move strategy comes into place. Matt has been working in the trades industry for over 15 years and understands the struggles business owners have when it comes to building trust with their customers through social media. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with my friend Matt Daly. You, you are now listening to Get a, get a, get a Job Podcast by your host, Logan everybody to another episode of the get a job podcast and i'm here with a good friend of mine someone that we have worked together now for for some time both collaborating on you know projects and so forth and i wanted to get him on here because uh you know he's sort of newer in the entrepreneurial journey and i think he could really provide some insight not only into uh, what it's been like for him to start off but also get into some really great social media management talk and advice so matt thank you for joining me man how you doing i'm great logan thank you so much for having me this is really exciting man you have your own podcast yeah it's uh it's still super weird man i you know again I, you know if you'd have asked me six months ago that this is what i'd be doing i said you're crazy uh, but what's even crazier is that there actually might be some people listening to this so you know yes. you know we'll, so, we'll see what happens but um absolutely you know when i, I just really like to start off from the beginning of because everyone has a different journey and um, different things that, that happened to them along the way to get them to the point where they started off their own sort of business. So I wanted to start with the beginning uh, for you, Matt, and just take us back to, you know, if you did have a job, a nine to five, what took you to go from that to jumping into your own business? Yeah, absolutely. So as always, I, I've always had a nine to five job since I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. 
I always loved working. I always loved searching for that bigger paycheck for sure. Um, but really, um, you know, having the nine to fives, I going back like 15 years, I have been in uh, the trades business, right? Plumbing, heating, um, electrical. Um, I really fell in love with the trade. So I started off at a, a huge business, um, started off as a, as a dispatcher, fell in love with just the you know organization and just the trades uh, period. So um, over the last 15 years, I've grown my knowledge of the trades. And when I say trades, I trust me, I'm not turning a wrench. These are office hands. Uh, they're not scaly or hard or anything like that. Um, so I, I started off as a dispatch. I worked my way up into doing some sales, um, doing some follow-up inside sales, um, all the way up to being a general manager of multi-million dollar um, trade industry wow. businesses, right? And what I, what I found out, one that I loved was, was working. Mm -hmm. I loved working. I loved seeing the end goal of people's problems being fixed, mm. right? People call into the trades. They have a problem. We go out and we fix them. Right, we're, we're, we're superheroes with, with plumbing wrenches. Mm -hmm. um, so fell in love with that. But the one thing that I didn't realize I was doing um, over those years is, as I developed my family, got married, had two children, was I was working 40, 50 hours in the office. And then I'd be like, I'm going to go home now and have quality family time. But what I was doing was I was coming home. I was grabbing my laptop, sitting down at, in my recliner with the family around me, but I was still plugging away and, and doing work, right? Being a general manager of a business is a lot to sure. lot sure. to cover, and you can't always cover it in 40 hours, right. Right? right? So what I realized I was doing with my kids at a very, very young age was I was basically training my children to leave dad alone when he had his laptop out, mm. right? And that's not something I didn't think I was even doing intentional. I was thinking I was doing the right thing as a father, um, as a spiritual leader of my house that um, I'm home. So this, this is family time, right? And it was the complete opposite. Um, I didn't even realize that I did it, but I found out from my wife years years ago that the kids just learned when dad had their laptop out, it was time to not interrupt him. And it could have been from me being like, hey, hold on one second, guys, I'll, I'll get to you in a minute. Mm -hmm. And then not fulfilling that promise that I just told my kids and then getting wrapped up in work for hours at a time until it was bedtime. Mm -hmm. And just missing that quality time that I think I was doing as being a good husband, being a good father, but I was completely missing the mark at that moment. And that's when I really was just like a switch clicked, right? That yeah. family time has to be number one priority, right? Mm -hmm. your, your, your number one priority is your family, is your household, is your wife, is your kids. Um, and work is just a way to support that, mm -hmm. right? So I think that's when I really started having that mentality of an entrepreneur but I was always too scared to try to do something myself because I always doubted myself and doubted my my knowledge or capabilities of starting my own business. So even after I realized that moment, it took a few years for it really to start clicking, right? I just continued being a general manager, but I found opportunities in, in good businesses that also prioritized the same thing that I did, and that was a work-life balance. Mm -hmm. So that, that came very clear when I came home that my kids and my wife got my full undivided attention. And when I was at work, work got my full undivided attention uh, while I was there. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, man, that's, that's really, that's really amazing. I, I know we, we talked about this, you know, a couple of days ago and so forth. Yeah. And, you know, I, I did want to highlight that, um, 
because you, you know I, I think on especially on social media you you do see a, a more of a culture of hustling and grinding it out and just working your balls off pretty much right to yeah. to do yeah. to have all these great things but um, there's been so many instances where I've I've talked to business owners of all walks of life I mean they have probably worked made a ton of money for years and years and years and when they're older they really just think about the fact that they've missed so much time with their family the children and so forth so having a work-life balance is for me personally and i know as you as well is just the most yeah. important thing that you, you mm -hmm. could ever have right because you know if if things go wrong in your business and you're having a bad day you know, as an entrepreneur, it's really tough to be able to shut that off and be able to transition totally. from, you know, your, what's happening at work to, to your business, yeah. uh, to your family and stuff. Um, when you were thinking the years that were building up to you taking your leap was uh, into your own business, was was the, the family part really like the biggest um, component of that for you to make that jump or was there, you know, something else that happens that you were like, this is it. I need to do this now. Or was it more so like the family thing that really got you to that point? Great question. I think, I think the family was definitely the number one, but I mean, who doesn't like to golf on a Thursday evening <laughs> with no obligations and no worries about what's happening at the office. Or if your boss is mad at you, right. um, you don't have to fake call out sick anymore because <laughs> you're the boss. But, um, no, I think the work-life balance was huge, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm very heavily involved in my church. You know that. So having having opportunities to to serve without without guilt, right? Mm -hmm. You have that guilt when you're working a nine to five, and, and you you have people that are expecting great things from you, and they're expecting you to be there, and they're expecting you to show up, but they're also expecting you to even on your downtime, they'll be focused on work mm -hmm. constantly, and you almost get that sense of guilt when you're not. When you're when you're when you're putting your family first and you're putting this person person first, so you're putting your church first, and then you you miss a phone call from your boss, right? You instantly feel guilt, like oh I forgot to answer, I didn't answer it, they're gonna be mad at me now, yeah. right? So there was so much that led up to it, but just having the freedom to live my life um, the the way I see fit and and being able to help others, because that's that's a big part of my heart is just mm -hmm. helping others, and I gotta tell you, man, like. And this is something I shared with you on the golf course was that nothing gives me more satisfaction when I can pick my kids up from school or yeah. be available to drop them off in, in the mornings and uh, relieve my wife and let her sleep in if she needs to and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, I've never been able to do that. So it's like a different sense of gratification now that you're, you're able to do that. And that freedom's there. Like, listen, owning a business, right? And you, you can agree to this. Like, it is hard. Mm -hmm. It is stressful. I'm not saying that now, like, Oh, I don't, I'm stress-free life. I get to do whatever I want. Everything's great. Listen, if, if you're not working and you are choosing to golf, work stacks up. You're going to have to get to that stuff. <laughs> At some point, you're going to have to work on your business. You can't just set it and forget it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was really just being able to enjoy my life the way I see fit while still being able to work hard to provide for my family. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's everything, man. And, and I, I think, you know, I, times times have been changing dramatically for yeah. since you know last five or even 10 years or so where you know the, the pushing to get people into um nine to five jobs go to college work mm -hmm. you know till you're 60 65 hopefully and retire you yeah. know those things are kind of going obviously out of the way where 
younger generation or even, you know, killing it on TikTok and doing videos and, you know, gaming mm -hmm. stuff even, you know, so there's so many different avenues to go through um, for, for someone who's looking to kind of separate themselves from that nine to five look. Um, what, so let's take this a little bit into like the marketing sense of this. What made you go towards the, the social media management side of things? You know, I, I have my story when I first started and, you know, I, I saw a Ty Lopez video when he first came out about, you know, social media management, you can make money doing this. And I was like, this is crazy. Really? Wow. Like that's, this is wonderful. But, you know, so what made you um, think about getting into this side of things just from a marketing perspective? Yeah. So being in, being in the trades, right, there's a stereotype of plumbers HVAC technicians, electricians that they're, they're uneducated. You think, you think plumber, you instantly think, and I don't know if it's me, cause my sense of humor, you think plumbers crack, you think <laughs> going home and drinking heavy, whatever the yeah. stereotype that you have, uh, for people in the trades is something that I just, I never witnessed to, hmm. um, in my experience, right? I, I know some great people, uh, great plumbers, great HVAC technicians, electricians, excavators, whatever you call it, that are just as much family men as I am, right? People that are also Christians just like I am. There's there's good, solid people out there that just want to make make an honest dollar, right? Mm -hmm. So um, for me, when I was one of the general manager of a business, it's just like, man, we were having a hard time building, building value and trust before getting out to the job site. Mm -hmm. We could crush it once we're there, but there's obstacles and, and stuff like that. And there's so much to it. Like, where do you park your truck? How do you walk up the walkway? How do you knock on the door? Right. Um, there's so much to it that people don't understand because we do want to build that trust. We want to crush that stereotype right out of the gate. So for me on a marketing perspective was let's utilize social media to just take all of that out of people's minds. Let's build trust right out of the gate. So instead of using stock images of um, a plumber underneath a sink, instead of using, you know, a stock image of an AC being installed, like, let's go out there and make our own images. Let's go out there and take our own pictures. So I started going out to job sites and started taking pictures of our team, right? What are they doing? They're smiling. They're interacting with their customers. They're, they're quality guys. They, they are licensed technicians that have to go through years and years of schooling that a lot of people don't understand. And unfortunately, there are a lot of technicians out there that skip the schooling and they're, they're running a business, right? So how do we separate ourselves from these uh, chucking a trucks that we call uh, that are just running one truck, unlettered truck, going up to job sites and just want to turn a wrench and go home? Mm -hmm. um, so people that really, truly care about their customers and really, truly care about the outcome and not affecting their budget too much. So that's really when I started being like, wow, this is working because I started to implement that, started to show pictures of our, our team out there and it started to skyrocket. You could just see the followers going up. You could see the interactions going up. Um, you could see the technicians are even happier. And this is something I always tell people is like, your employee satisfaction will go up if you start using your employees for social media and stuff, right? Interesting. Yeah, I, didn't, I never thought about that like that. Yeah. Because what, what do you get, right? You have, you have a technician, you take pictures of them, you put them on their social media with their permission, of course. Always get your technician's permission to use their image. Um, that technician is now like, look at me. My company is backing me. They're, they're showing me. I'm going to share this post. I'm going to tell my family about it. Yeah, you're taking super pride in that. And you can, it, it's it's just a really great um, thing. And you can see how 
technicians and you can always spiff it too, right? Like, mm -hmm. hey, take pictures uh, while you're on the job site with you and the customer. Like, have some fun out there. It's not, you have to enjoy what you're doing. And I think that's a great way to start some company morale um, and to show off your team. And when you're scrolling through Facebook, right? Have you ever scrolled through Facebook and then all of a sudden you see a, you see a, um, you know, a sponsored ad or something like that, just a stock image, and you're like, oh, you just go right past it, right? Or there's a company you started following two years ago, and they just started their social media stuff back up and running. You're like, I don't ever remember following them, and you, you give them a chance to unfollow if you're not um, intentional with the content they're seeing. Mm -hmm. You want them to scroll through and see your business, and it look like just like another friend on their feed. Pictures yeah. of you having fun, interacting, showing quality work. Um, it's something to be proud of. So it's been a great um, outcome, and I've seen custom, uh, companies uh, grow, and like I said, uh, employee satisfaction increase as well. So it's been a huge benefit for companies that take that dive to start using personalized content for their social media. Yeah, it's it, and so yeah, it's it's great, man. Because you know, I think you you definitely found like sort of like a I wouldn't say like a niche within a niche right but like mm -hmm. you, you saw that there was an opportunity to bring some personalization to businesses that never really had that right like you know I, I think right. businesses you, you know obviously every business owner understands the importance somewhat of posting online right and what that could yeah. bring but you know, a lot of them too think that well, well, you know, I post some stock images or some stuff on Facebook here and there, and where are the leads at, right? But not knowing yeah. that it just takes a lot of time. So it's great that you brought that personalization, and that's something that we we've, we've split tested on our end too, and and more so on websites where you know we get a really good the difference between having like stock images on a site versus having complete personalization, you know, the crew out there with their shirts on, just really good yeah. pictures, pictures of the owners and so forth, so mm -hmm. they know who they're talking to or who they're going to talk to when they call you and stuff like that. Um, we, we've seen such a dramatic increase, not only uh, engagement and reach, like you mentioned, but, you know, conversions um, yeah. as well. So, yeah, kind of breaking that mold of, you know, the stereotypes of, mm -hmm. you know, the, the plumbers because that's in painters and so forth. Right. Because that's sort of yeah. like what I think, too. And, yeah. I, you know, a lot of business yeah. owners are trying to trying to reshape that. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. You ever you ever hear the, like when you have a plumbing problem or HVAC problem, whatever the problem is, you talk to someone, they're like, we I got a guy. Mm -hmm. I got a guy. Right. Everyone wants to have a guy. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you start personalizing stuff and they feel like you're just another friend in their on their social media page. They feel like I got a guy. I know exactly who you should call. You yeah. should call these people. They they're honest. They're reliable. They show up on time. They're in company uniforms. They're always smiling, looking like they're having a great time. You want to be that guy, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone always wants. Uh, everyone always wants a relationship, and everyone wants to be able to just trust somebody. And that's yeah. like the perfect way to just implement that using uh, the power of social media. Yeah. What are you seeing? Are you seeing any you know trends that are that are coming along the ways of uh, of social media, um, specifically maybe for service-based businesses, you know, uh, do you are you seeing like that they should use certain platforms uh, than others, or what are some of like the basics that a business owner should should think about when they're posting online, like the basics yeah. and so forth? What does that look like for you guys? You should be posting anywhere you can. Right. It's just it's just a given. If you have if there's a social media platform for you, you should be posting anywhere you can. But the biggest thing is 
people think, all right, I'm going to just take a static post, throw a couple pictures up there, and I'm going to post it, right? And, and I'm good. I'm posting four or five times a week. That's great. But what business owners don't understand is that there's a selected time to post. Um, there's a you know hashtag. There's there's even SEO that goes into your content for social media. But social media also has right. You have your static posts. You have your stories. You have your reels. Um, there's so much you can do. And if you're not utilizing every different step, you're, you're you're missing the mark, right? So there's times I jump on Facebook or Instagram, and I don't even scroll. I just go through story after story after story, and I get caught up in reels and all that stuff. So if you're not utilizing video. That's a big, big, big miss. So we always do our static posts, but we have to have reels. You have to have stories up because you you need to bring people back to your website, right? You know that. Like that's where the that's where the the bread and butter is over to your website. And if your social media can get people over there to find out exactly what you do, and your social media can be more of a who you are, that that that's huge and that's something i always say right you know your, your website and your google presence is showing what you do what services you provide and your social media should be your values and who you are as a as, an, as a company so you have to utilize everything that you can you have to if you're just doing one thing if you're just doing stories you're, you're missing a mark you have to you have to be on all the um the way social media allows you to post you should be utilizing as much as you can yeah, that's great, man. I never really, again, I never really thought about it like that before where the, the social media is more of like the who you are component of it, right? There's a good separation yeah. in terms of what the, the website can deliver in terms of value and messaging versus yeah. what social media are. I love that. Yeah, no, no that's great because it, it does, it does, you know, the go, going back into the personalization of this, like becoming I wouldn't, and I wouldn't necessarily say be, becoming vulnerable as you know a business yeah. itself, but you know, being personal in in the pictures and talking about your values and the services and more of yeah. that who you are thing is is such a really strong component that I think a lot of business owners uh, still to this day miss. And I get it. At the same time, yeah. I get it. You know, you could be you know having a, a crew of three or four people. You're out there. You know. Uh, you know, in the job still, and who has time to post, right? But right. The, the value of that is 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 incredible, man. So, um, how long do you think? You know, when I talk about like a timeline, right? With business owners, always you know want to know like how long does it take um, to really start seeing the needle move? What are you seeing from a timeline if you're if you're starting to be pretty aggressive with social media? What are you starting to see in terms of, you know, when things start picking up? Is it like two months, three months? Is it more than that? Is it less than that? Yeah. What are you seeing in that? Well, I think the great thing with social media is there's instant gratification right there, right? You start you start posting more frequently. You're going to start seeing um, the engagement, the, the likes, the follows um, go up. But anytime anyone – that's like a, the million – I don't think I've ever had a conversation with someone where they haven't asked me how long will this take. Right. It's always a million dollar question. And yeah. how often should I post? Right. Yeah. Um, I, I always say you need you need to give proper marketing three to six months to, to iron out for us to truly understand um, the strategy behind it, the analytics behind it. You, you need to give it time because there's been people that have said, hey, I'm going to sign up for three months. And it's like, listen, at that point, you're just wait, you're just wasting time and, mo and money. You need to give it some longevity. Uh, for it to truly see um, success. But with social media management, yes, you will start seeing 
almost within the next few weeks after start posting consistently, I always hear business owners being like, yeah, since, since, since we signed up for you everywhere I go, every family member's always been like, what are you doing on social media now? We're seeing you everywhere. <laughs> right. Um, right. you start seeing that, that pretty quickly, but, um, when it comes to conversions, leads and stuff like that, that's still three to six months out for it to really iron out and for you to really start reaching outside of your community of family and friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those people are like, oh, what are you doing now? Those, those are your family and friends um, that already are using your services and stuff like that. But it's really trying to go out there and engage with the community. And one thing I always say too, to, to help with um, the growth and have it be even quicker is if you're not on your community town pages with your business, you're missing a huge mark, a huge mark. You need to be not only posting on your social media threads, but you have to be in those town pages and you have to be sharing your content there. But you have to also be very specific of what you share. Because mm -hmm. if you're just sharing a, a sale here and a discount here and hey, don't forget your AC maintenance now, and you're not showing the real authentic people and not showing those candid pictures, that's what people that's what people are engaging with so if you're always trying to sell 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 um i always sometimes i tell business owners i'll be like listen we're not going to sell anything for the next two months we're just going to show them who you are right there, there's the difference between branding and advertising let's just yeah. brand you guys let's show who you are that you show up in uniforms that you have fully stocked trucks we're going to show 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 who you are um and especially in those town pages um if you're just trying to sell and trust trying to sell, people notice that. And that's when you start getting lower engagement and people unfollowing you, honestly. That is a great tip um, for sure. You know, I, I always look at, I never really, and that does, yeah, so that's that's a great piece of advice uh, for business owners in, in general. And, and I think to what you're talking about too is that when you hop into these groups, it's, I basically look at like as everyone's yelling at each other Oh, just yeah. down here, offer here, look at me here, yeah. look at me here. But you're kind of taking a whole different approach, bypassing that whole type of mm -hmm. sales mentality type of deal. Because it mm -hmm. really is a chamber of just business owners yelling at each other, hoping yeah. to get sales randomly. Yeah. Whereas you're going in there and you're telling the business, like, listen, let's, let's post consistently, but make it more personalized. Mm -hmm. so, you, so you grow that whole branding perspective. That is a really, really good tip. Because yeah. I never really, you know, with, I, I don't think, you know, we, we've done some social media management in the past, obviously, but um, never really thought about using the whole posting in groups. I understand the importance of it, but not really utilizing yeah. it from that that perspective. So that's a really follow the rules. point. Follow the rules. Each town page has different rules. You're going to see yourself get kicked so quick if you just jump in there and try and sell, sell, sell. You have to write down the rules and you have to keep track of that stuff because sometimes they don't let businesses post that other than one day a week. Sure. So if you start trying to shove it down the throat, the admins are going to give you the boot and you're not going to be able to reach those thousands of people in that community page. You just lost yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. So you have to yeah. be intentional as well. You have to know the rules. Yeah, no, that that's really great. What are you seeing? So from so we, we know from the marketing side of things that video right now is is incredibly important right it, there's still a good mix of static images and and video and yeah. so forth but from from your perspective what is what is a really what brings video you know to the the limelight i guess you know what what makes video so important because you dabble in photography and, and video obviously right so you, yeah. you have best yeah. both worlds what can video bring to a business that um maybe they don't have yet that you know, photography yeah. doesn't 
do much of. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no, it's a no-brainer that reels, um, TikTok, all that stuff is just is just booming, right? Um, and it's when it comes to video, it, to me, it's it's more engaging, right? Instead of just looking at a picture, it's it's more engaging. It's telling you what you want to hear, what you want to see, and all that stuff. But what I found is, again, with the sales versus, there's a lot of humor out there, right? And if you can't, if you can't, like I think you said earlier, if you can't be vulnerable sometimes, um, and just have some fun. Entertain, yeah. Yeah, you have to entertain. That's exactly right. You have to entertain when it comes to videos and stuff like that. You you just you just have to. The very well done, beautiful, productive uh, corporate videos are great for commercials, stuff like that. But when it comes to reels and stuff, if you're not having some fun with it with your with your people, um, you you, just, you have to. It's more of like the candid stuff. So for, for example, there was an electric. Uh, electric company I was working with, and we've been doing reels and reels, and I've um, been seeing some really great engagement. And there was uh, what my one of my social media managers posted this random reel of the electrician just, you know, unstringing a wire, right? And she put like a little whistle to it, like a sound effect, and it like blew up overnight. <laughs> it was just like one of those really just silly yeah. fifteen second things, or just a, a whistle blown with a, and it was like because it was. It was um, what did I say? It was satisfying, right? It was like, mm-hmm. well, have you ever get stuck in those videos? It's just oh, like, yeah. oh, satisfying, like watching that. Yeah. Um, but within like a few hours, it had over like 2,000 hits, 2,000 views on it, stuff like that. And it was just blowing up. So you have to enjoy yourself. But there is also a, um, a huge need for well done corporate video production, right? Like you do have commercials, uh, you do have YouTube. Um, those, if you're, oh, one thing I can say too that I've, I've, I've come to find out is, the reels and stuff you're posting on Instagram, if your business doesn't have a YouTube page and you're not posting those same reels that you're uploading on there to like your YouTube shorts, hmm. that that's a huge missed opportunity that people don't realize how popular YouTube shorts is becoming right now. That is just another avenue of people that don't have the attention span to watch a five minute video. They're just going through YouTube watching these shorts just like they do on TikTok and, and Instagram and Facebook reels. Yeah. Um, so if you are posting there, you should also have a YouTube page where you're posting these shorts um, on there and then posting your commercials and your corporate videos on, on YouTube as well. Yeah, that's that's great, man. Yeah, per, you know, repurposing content is is really like I, – I, I think repurposing content for business owners is, is a good way to get them to kind of cool down a little bit in terms of, right. listen, you got posts on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube you know, reels, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But if you yeah. can be like, Hey, let's take, let's just record, you know, a minute long brand story video, just about yourself. Mm-hmm. You can take yeah. that, cut that into five reels, use that for shorts. You can yeah. even create blog posts around that. So, you know, repurposing the content is, um, you know, a, a really, I think strong component that business owners need to sort of understand. Right. So like, even if they posted something, you know, months ago, that has done really well, don't be afraid to repost that again, exactly. right? And you yeah. see, you can even see a bigger uptick um, in, in traffic and engagement that way. Now listen, I mean, you have your your average business, maybe maybe let's say for, for grins and giggles, you have a thousand followers, mm-hmm. right? You post something on Friday night, gets great engagement. There, there's a good chance that half your half your followers have didn't even see that video. Mm-hmm. By the time they log in on Sunday or Saturday, they have hundreds of other things competing for their attention at that point. So, yeah, absolutely. Posting again, using that same content again in the future is is enormous. And the other, the other thing I would say, too, is you have a lot of people that are on every single social media platform, 
right? So they're they're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, YouTube Shorts and stuff like that. So if you're posting, don't always feel like you have to post on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram all at the same time, right? Let's post all of this at six o'clock on the dot through all the accounts. Stagger them a day, stagger them a few hours even, so you have that more of a reach and potential for everyone that's following you to, to see it. And I think that's something that a lot of business owners and social media managers um, struggle with is they post everything all at once and you, you miss yeah. the mark a little bit on that. You, have, you should stagger at least a few hours or a day or not. It's completely. And, and, and watch out for the analytics and check when people are, are looking at it. Every business is different when they have a lot of engagement. Yeah, that's one thing that I've learned too. I used to do that personally. I used to just be like, you know, I, mm -hmm. I think I might actually still be, uh, I still do that here and there where, you know, I have a post, <laughs> I have a post, I need to go out. I'm like, let's do Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn within five minutes of each other, right? But yeah, yeah the, the the separation of it and in, in, in blocking it off and different, and that's when you, you, you know, knowing when uh, the people who are following you are going to be on those platforms, right? So mm -hmm. I, I know looking at the data from what I'm seeing on Instagram, it's usually either 12 in the afternoon or down even to like six o'clock at night. It's like yeah. sort of the best times to post. Um, do you, do you use, or would you recommend um, a business that doesn't yet have a social media management manager to um, create some sort of content calendar because you see this quite a bit online, a lot of you know social media people are talking about content calendars, and and I understand the importance of sort of having it laid out. But if you're just a business owner by yourself and needing to do things, would you sort of recommend that they still kind of do it on the fly, or do you see the importance of maybe having um, a quote unquote calendar where you know sure. where the posts are coming out? Where do you stand on yeah. that? So um, I'm hit or miss with that. So mm -hmm. I have customers that want to know everything and they want to know when they're coming out, prove everything, all that stuff. And then I have customers that are just like, just, I don't, I, I hired you for a reason. I don't want to see this calendar. I'm never going to look at it. Don't yeah. worry about, don't worry about me. Um, the importance of it is it, it really covers you're behind as a marketing specialist, right? So you have them approve it. It's super important to have um, things approved proofread because you never want something to go live then you get that text message from the owner but hey that's uh actually not right yeah that's <laughs> that's the let, me, let me delete it and it's already got engagement and then yeah. people are sharing it and it's gone right um social media accounts as long as you have a strategy and you have a clear strategy communication on that strategy um i'm i'm always popping in on a weekly basis uh into my customers offices checking in what's the next few jobs coming up what can i get out to start scheduling my time to go out as a photographer and stuff like that um but for me i guess i, I might be different than, than others i don't really use a ton of um like a social media calendar because especially in the trades th things change like right now it's, it's raining outside it's a terrible day outside i'm not going to post something about getting your ac cleaned right right it might be, I might have to switch and be like, hey, listen, uh, let's uh, talk about uh, getting a sump pump installed. Is your basement flooded right now? Mm. Let's get a sump pump installed. Um, so that type of content has to change on the on the fly. If we get a huge storm come in, I'm not going to be posting about, you know, whatever it may be. I'm, I'm going to be posting about, do you have a generator? Right. Are you prepared for the storm? Are you, are you left in the dark right now? Um, so the calendar is always changing, and sometimes we have to do it on the fly. 
um, really quickly. But everyone has a strategy. We know what the strategy is. We create a strategy out like three months in advance, um, and then we meet again and create another three-month uh, strategy at that point so they know what is coming up but not necessarily the exact time and day it's going to go live if that makes yeah. that makes sense no it does it makes complete sense yeah it's just it's funny because you have some businesses that are like really really sticking to the calendar and like i said it's all just depending on the business owner mm -hmm. itself because we all have those clients where yeah, you know, for sure just do it for me exactly you know i paid you to do this you know let's let's keep it on brand but not really too concerned and others that are very very yeah. you know hands-on in that in that approach what is what is like one thing that you value the most as an as an entrepreneur when working with other businesses so for, for example for me what i try to be or try to do the most of is is communication i think communication is uh, incredibly important, especially within the marketing world, because you've probably heard horror stories too of businesses getting tied into contracts that are long term. Everything's good the first month, the second month they can't get in touch with someone for you know for over a week. So when I first started this, I, I wanted to make sure that the communication that I have with my clients is the best thing, being transparent and honesty. Um, what is that for you? What do you, what is like the one thing that you, you bring to the table when you're working with other businesses or, or, or see what that need, see that they need? Sure. Yeah. So I always, I mean, I'll, I'll piggyback off of what you said briefly. I mean, you can never over communicate. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is absolutely crucial. And yes, I've heard so many horror stories from people calling me and just being like, yeah, I I've hired somebody. I've worked with them for the last year. Like how often do you communicate? Oh, like once every six months. If I have a problem, I have to reach out to them, right? right. It's not even that, that they're reaching out to, to the um, the business owner. So communication 100% is crucial. But the, the trust factor for me has to be in the forefront of everything. I always tell all of the people I work with, I never want to be a financial burden on your business. I always want to be bringing money into your business. And if that's not working, we need to work something out, right? I think, I think it was Bill Gates that said, like, your, your unhappy client is the client you're going to learn most from, mm. right? You, you have to be open for positive feedback, but mostly for negative feedback. And your clients have to have that trust and um, confidence that they can tell you when something's not working properly or they don't feel comfortable about something. So I always make sure that my clients know they can trust me, know that no matter what, I'll take any type of feedback possible. If you don't think something's going to work, I don't want to hear about it when our contract's up and you have, have a problem then and don't recommit. Like, let's talk about it right now. Let's change strategy. Let, let's work it out um, and let's figure it out. And I think that's been the, the biggest learning curve for me um, being in business for the last year is really taking any type of feedback and running with it. You have to know what your, your clients are doing. That's why I, I'm always popping in the office, bringing donuts, coffees, whatever the case may be, taking people out to lunch. Like you have to build that relationship and they have to trust you that they can just like a friend, right? Like I could tell you, you have a terrible golf swing and you're not going to be hurt by it. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, like they, your customer needs to be able to, to tell you, um, in confidence that something's not working and you have to be able to work it out professionally and not throw a hissy fit or take it personal. 
you have to be able to work that out. So I think just having that trust and confidence and good communication all, all works together ultimately. Yeah, no, that, that's, that is, it's so true. And, and I think what, what I'm seeing sort of trend in the industry is not only the personalization, but the partnership and relationships that we build with mm -hmm. the business owners itself, right? Because I, I think some of the bad instances where they have worked with agencies, it's more of just sort of an outsourcing thing, right? They don't feel like they, the marketing agency is, is a partner within their business, right? So yes. that is also something very, very critical for, for myself too. And that's great to see that, that you're, you're taking that same approach is the, the relationships and partnerships are massive, incredibly yeah. important in any sort of facet of life, right? Dude. You know, with, with totally. sales or life and marriage and business, right? It's yeah. crucial. Your, your biggest advocate are going to be your customers, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing Nothing's better than the holy grail of a lead from one of your clients, right? Mm -hmm. Someone recommending you, you get a phone call like, hey, this person recommended me. They love what you're doing for them, and they, they recommended me too, right? Like, that, that's your bread and butter right there. That That's a prospect you didn't have to hunt down or take right. time to find, right? Those are the, those, those are the holy grail of calls that you get. Like, oh, referral, fantastic. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Let's talk, you know what I mean? So it's like if you don't treat your clients – and your customers well, they're not they're not going to refer you because they're not going to know what you're doing. They're not going to know wh where you're at, where their marketing strategy is going, and they're just conf more confused now than they've ever been. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. yeah, so true. So, um, what keeps you up at night as an entrepreneur? Matt? Oh my gosh, um, <laughs> how much time do we have left in this podcast? <laughs> right now. Listen, you, as a, as an entrepreneur, I mean, there's those nights you wake up at two o'clock in the morning and you're just sweating. You feel like you're having a heart attack. You're like, yeah. did I forget something? Um, but keeping me up at night, I mean, I sleep pretty, I sleep pretty heavy. Uh, mm -hmm. But I mean, if if I feel like I just dropped the ball for somebody or I, I forgot to communicate or follow up, um, that definitely keeps me up because you, yeah. you never want that feeling of that you're, you're not doing what you set out to do properly, right? So you want you want to be perfect, right? We're never going to be perfect, but we want to strive to be better, to strive to be perfect. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot that keeps me up at night. And it's just, it's just a rotating thoughts of what I forgot to do today or what I need to get to tomorrow or let me try to think of that plan and marketing strategy now so I'm prepared for tomorrow. Um, it's just those ongoing, ongoing yeah. thoughts. And it's so funny, man, you talk about like, you know, work life, you say in the beginning too, you know, like this, this might all sound great in terms of oh, having yeah. your own business and, so good. you know, freedom to do this and go golfing, you know, once a week and all this great stuff. But I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's a whole different balancing act. And this is something that sure took me like within the first year of, of figuring this out with working from home is where is the where is the shutoff button here between yeah. when it's five o'clock at night or six o'clock at night and yeah. i don't really have to be done work i've been working from home all day so you know there's so much different things and nuances that go into this whole you know entrepreneurial thing that it, it, you know i think it the good outweighs the bad but it's yeah. it's just more of a balancing act than anything else yeah. so holding yourself accountable right because yeah. you know if I wanted to, I could go golfing all day and not do much, but you know, that you're not going to be successful in, in exactly. anything. Walking like you're, exactly. you're Listen, if you think you're going to start a business and just work 40 hours, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure right out of the gate. Like yeah. 
I probably work more than I ever have. Um, because it, again, you, you don't, you don't shut it off. My office is right off of my kitchen. Mm-hmm. I go get a snack and I just look at my office and like, oh, maybe I'll just sit down for like five minutes and work on something. <laughs> but it, it is different, right? You, you, you prioritize your day. You make sure you don't go absolutely insane and you, you do, you make intentional time for the things you always have time for the things you want to do, right? You, you always want, if I want to go golfing on a Thursday, I'm going to make time for it. But I'm, I also know come like nine o'clock, I'm probably going to work for a few hours before I, I hit the sheets. Right. You know what I mean? There, you have to make up for it. The thing, your work doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. You, you have to make up for it. So it's just prioritizing it well enough that you don't drive yourself absolutely bat crazy. Yeah. This is a good good segue into you know one of the final questions here, and um, you know being a newer you know business owner yourself, you you probably have gone through a bunch of different things within the first stages of you know becoming an entrepreneur. So for any others that are listening to this that are thinking about taking the jump into entrepreneurship or starting your business. What is like the one sticking point for you that you would that you would recommend to others? What is one thing that you've seen that you would advise others to get done first or just tips to kind of help them make that move? Uh, what do you think that would be for you? Sure. I think that things to get done first, right, is you have to have a plan. You have to have yourself a plan. Just like you create a marketing strategy for others, you have to have a business model, plan, vision, mission. You have to have all of that um, to start, right? You have to have a sales plan. You have to have um, plan of actions for for everything that goes on in your business. That that's just a that's just a given. But I think the biggest thing I can say for any person that's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, starting their own business, is you cannot, under any circumstance, compare yourself to any other business um, around. You just you just you just can't. You're just you're just going to set yourself up for disappointment. There is always going to be someone out there better than you. Right. And there's always going to be people out there that aren't as good, but you cannot compare yourself. You're just going to create an ego. You're going to create um, self doubt. Um, so you just, you just cannot, you can't sit on hours at time. And that's one thing that I struggled with when I first started. I mean, look at, look who I'm talking to right now. Like that you, you, you set the bar right for sure. Um, and you just can't sit there and just scroll through social media of other competitors and do this. It's good to get, a competitive edge, right? There's good to know what they're doing, but you cannot compare yourself. Um, and you have to be yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot, don't, don't go up there. And the easy thing to do is just go up there and, and just copy what someone else is doing. But then it's, what did you do it for? You're not doing what you set out to do. Mm-hmm. So having that mission, that vision, your values, um, is, is, is crucial. You have, you have to set yourself up for success and don't, don't do anything that's just, completely stresses you out out for no apparent reason and no benefit to your business at all man we could i could go on for days about that you know the the comparing thing because you know that i i think you know again i I think we talked about this too where you know there's i know some pretty high level people uh in the industry and i I can tell you that feeling never goes away right so it's it's really stepping back um and internalizing your values and what you stand for and taking a break maybe from social totally. media for a little bit. You yeah, know? So, you have to. You have yeah. to. You have to. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so that's great, man. So where can everyone find you at, Matt? Where can I find you on social media? Uh, well, for uh, 
me, Matthew Daly, uh, for the business Mighty Media Solutions. Um, on Instagram, it's at Mighty Media Solutions. Facebook, just Mighty Media Solutions. Uh, my website is uh, MightyMedia.Solutions. Awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll plug everything here on the uh, the bottom of the notes, man. So listen, Matt, I appreciate this conversation. Um, you know, it's, it's really good to talk to other fellow entrepreneurs about yeah. the struggles and, you know, the good things uh, about it, man. So I appreciate this conversation, dude, and I hope you have a wonderful day, man. Thank you so much. You as well. God bless, brother. Thank you. Thank you. My nurse, my nurse.